0: Welcome to the program. My thanks to Brad Underwood, the head basketball coach at Illinois. I've got Kelvin Sampson coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. My thoughts on Bill Belichick and the report that a decision has already been made about his status want to remind you, Wednesday is always an ATP day. Ask the Pros brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. You want to go to com slash Ask the Pros. Ask me a question there and think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. So we're down to this week and the next week and then I'm done. So you want to call me right now, 1-800-636-8686. I mentioned that I got some bad news right before I got on the air. I know you don't care about that, and nor should you care about that. Nobody cares if I have a bad day. Well, I mean, everybody cares if I have a bad day because then everybody knows I have a bad day. But I'm checking this out right now. DJ sent me the weather, the weather update for this week and then the following week. Right now in Eagle River, coming up on Friday, 3 degrees, a high of 3 degrees. Saturday, a high of two degrees. Sunday, a high of two degrees, a low of minus six. Next Monday, a high of zero. Tuesday, a high of two. Wednesday, a heat wave, a high of three. Before the following Thursday, it plummets back to a high of one. A high of one degree and a low of minus five. Uh oh. Uh I hit DJ this morning with a text, and in giant block letters I said, abort, 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 abort. Get on the phone to Mexico. She's like, you're crazy. I'm like, abort, abort. Let's go to Mexico so I can get another iPad ripped. Abort, abort. I mean, I knew it would be cold. I didn't know I'd be looking at highs of zero. As always, Wisco fam, if you have any advice, I'd love to hear it. I've got some advice. Get on the damn phone. Get on the damn phone and give us a call. Either Tommy picks up or Jack Savage will pick it up. One of them will, and they'll say, what's your name? Where are you calling from? What do you want to talk about? 1-800-636-8686. Speaking of jungle callers. Uh, I got an email this morning from my author, who still will remain anonymous. He said, I've been thinking about the clones. I've been thinking about the clones. I've been thinking about our conversation. I like it. I said, funny you should write, my er, anonymous author. I've got phone numbers for you. Tommy grabs some digits. I gave him the names of maybe 10 clones. Do not be surprised because we are working on this proposal and project, do not be surprised if your phone rings. Be ready. Instead of you calling me, somebody's going to call you. It's not going to be a marketer. It's going to be legit. All right, half fam. I've got my Wisconsin fam, and then I have my actual blood fam, my half fam, my Boston fam. Yes, I know many of you in Boston hate me, but I am you. Well, I'm half you, so you should half hate me. You shouldn't fully hate me. You should half hate me because I'm half you. I am them. And if you hate me, it's because you hate yourselves because I am you. You follow me on this? You follow me on that cameraman? My father was born in Boston. Are you following me, camera guy? He went to BU. He went to Brookline High. I have roots there. I have cousins there still. I have fam there. So let me shout out to my half fam. It doesn't take a genius or a guru, or an insider to know that Bill Belichick is in hot water right now. He's skating on very thin ice. His ass is on fire right now. Anybody with a pair of eyes who has spent any time watching the Patriots this year knows this. He knows this. We all know this. The only question left now is how thin is that ice? How hot is that seat? And then how does this thing end? How much more of this crap... Is Bob Kraft going to tolerate? Because somehow the GOAT has presided over the worst team in the AFC this season. It's not hyperbole. It's not a take. It's a fact. The worst team in the AFC. Somehow the GOAT has managed to have an even more disastrous offense this year than the one led by Matt the Ticonderoga a year ago. Somehow the GOAT managed to get his team eliminated From a seven-team AFC playoff field by week 14. What I'm saying is none of this smacks of a goat. None of this is very goatish. And we all know that Kraft is not cool with any of it. Because nobody would be cool with any of that. But also because, more importantly, Kraft himself told us that this type of season would not be acceptable. Remember, he made the standard pretty clear back in March when he said, quote, it would be very important, end of quote, that the team returns to the playoffs this season. Bob Kraft also added the following, quote, Look, I think Bill is exceptional in what he does. I've given him the freedom to make the choices and do the things that need to be done. His football intellect and knowledge is unparalleled from what I've seen. But in the end, this is a business. You either execute and win or you don't. That's where we're at. End of quote. That's it. He just stated the most obvious statement ever. Business is business. Business is business. Anybody who's been in business knows that. What's the difference? Speaking of my Boston fam, my father taught me that before I could basically even speak. Because my family had a small business Every single night, literally my entire childhood, I would hear business conversations because my parents own the business. Business is business. Business is business. When my old man fired me from the family business, what do you think he said to me? Business is business. Hey, business is business. So Bob Kraft knows this. No matter how much success they've had, no matter how much money they've made, business is business. Hey, business. Listen, look at what's happened. Since they lost Bacon Face. Hoodman is 28 and 35 since Tom Brady left. That's bad business. Business is business, and business is not good. <laughs> business is not booming. Not good. Hoodman's got no playoff wins since 2018. Also bad business. He's taken the franchise business right to the bottom of the conference since Brady busted out. So, of course, it should come as no surprise that we're near the end of this relationship. I mean, we've been talking about it for months. Despite talking about it for months, it's still a little jarring to see a report drop that suggests that the decision has already been made and that the end is, in fact, coming. The report came from my dude, Tom Curran. Love Tom Curran. I've always loved Tom Curran. And if Tom Curran is saying it, then I believe it. He said, quote, this is from yesterday, and Tom Curran, quote, A Patriots insider, Tom Curran, quote, When they came out of Germany, conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made. They were going to play out the string, and at the end of the year, there would be a parting of the ways for a variety of reasons, end of quote. All right, so there were the weekend rumors swirling that Hood was going to get left in Germany if they lost, or at the very least, fired after that game if they lost, which was always absurd, that was never, ever going to happen. They were never, ever going to break off an icon mid season. That was never going to happen, nor should that ever happen. And it didn't happen. But according to Curran, and again, Tom Curran's a dude that I love and I respect and I trust, Hoodman did actually lose his job In Germany, in a way. He might not have been fired that day, but he may have lost his job that day. Because he lost Bob Kraft for good in Germany, apparently. And if that's true, then it really is over. Nothing can happen between now and the end of the season to save the hood, man. Not even beating the Steelers in primetime last week. Not even running the table, which we know is not going to happen. Because first he has to deal with a pissed off Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes? That's rolling into town this week. After that, he has to deal with Denver. After that, Buffalo. So, of course, that report gave my half-fam-chowd journos an excuse to play their new favorite game. Their new favorite game of the season a game they've waited their entire careers to play. It's when they hurl, not lob, but hurl questions at the hood man that they never, ever have been able to hurl ever before. For instance, first we had the hood man getting grilled about coaching for his job in Germany. Then we had the hood man getting grilled about if he even wants that job anymore. Now... They've upped the ante even more. Now we have our best one yet: the Hood Man taking questions about whether or not he has already lost his job.
1: Understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm
0: doing. You and Robert discuss your future beyond the season. Get
1: ready for Kansas City.
0: Getting ready for Kansas City. Get ready for Kansas City. I'm ready for Kansas City. Kansas City. I'm ready for Kansas, City. Kansas City's I'm got I'm great barbecue, doesn't it? I'm getting ready for Kansas City. For Kansas City. Hey, isn't Kansas City that place where a radio man nearly Kansas died City. during the AFC Championship game? Hey, uh, Bill, what do you make of that report that your fate has already been decided, uh, Kansas City? I'm ready for Kansas City. Hey, Bill, is it me or has your son the face looker put on a few lbs? Kansas City. I'm ready for Kansas City. Yeah, that answer is like every other presser he's ever conducted in New England. Stale as hell. Look, the dude is a legend. He was never getting sawed off midseason. He should have never gotten sawed off midseason. But it has felt like the end for a while now. And if you believe this report, and I do, the decision has already been made. And if you ask him about that report, you know what you're going to get. I'm ready for Kansas, Kansas City. City. I'm getting ready for Kansas I'm ready City. Ready for Kansas City. Listen, Kraft gave this guy every opportunity to go out on his own, to go out on his own terms, and get that all-time coaching record for wins as a Patriot. Kraft gave him every opportunity to do so, but he was unable to execute for a million different reasons that we can get into. Therefore, he failed. And does not deserve to go out that way, he just doesn't they're the worst team in the conference. The guy has to go now I'm not saying you humiliate the guy I'm not saying you embarrass this guy I'm not saying you break him off midweek midseason, but you do get rid of this guy. The question is, how does it end? How do you handle it? Do you trade him like who the hell knows right like we've never known what his contract says. nobody seems to know what Is on that contract. Like we were led to believe this year when it all really started to hit the fan that, oh, they extended him. They extended him before the year. So he's got multi years, multi or multi years left on that deal. I don't know if that's true. I don't think anybody knows if that's true other than business affairs and Hood and the Kraft family. So, how many years does he have left, really? One year, two years, three years? So, if he's got time left on his deal, they could in effect trade him. He's been traded before. They could trade him. Here's my thing. What does this guy bring in a trade at this point? I mean, listen, this is not that far-fetched. How attractive a coaching candidate is this dude right now? Number one, he's about to get fired. They're going to have a parting of the ways. I would have never thought this. But how attractive a coaching candidate is he really, given Frankly, the fact that he ran them into the ground, given how much he makes, reportedly more than any coach in the league, given how much power and authority he'll probably want, right now he has more than any coach in the league. Hate to say it, but, and maybe I can because I'm not doing the hiring, age might factor into this. What I'm saying is it's not the slam dunk that many think it is. So I'm not sure how badly other teams would want him. I mean, sure, somebody will. Somebody will hire him. I don't know. Maybe the Bears. Maybe the Chargers. I don't know. And then who's going to replace him? Mayo, Mike Vrabel. I don't know. This much I believe. It's a lot of unanswered questions, but this much I believe. And I feel strongly about this. He's not coming back. Nor should he come back. This is the guy that famously jettisoned every star he ever had virtually. And the thinking always was, better to get rid of them a little too soon than to keep them a little bit too long. Hate to say it, they kept this guy a little bit too long. They're the worst team in the AFC. So far be it for anybody to think that if he was the one that jettisoned everybody he ever had Why would the same thing ultimately not happen to him? It will, and it should. Why? Results. He's not getting them. Bad draft picks, bad free agent signings, bad decisions with his staff all led us to this point. I believe that report. I think a decision has already been made. In fact, if it hasn't, then Kraft And his son and the fam are not doing their job. I'm just saying, handle it the right way. Handle it with respect and dignity, but handle it. Handle it. This guy's got to go. Question is, where to and who replaces him? All right, half fam, what do you think? What's your reaction to that report? When we come back, Kelvin Sampson joins us. Looking forward to that. Always look forward to talking to my guy, Kelvin Sampson. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. I'm telling you, and I know this, I live in Cali, the price of everything is going up. If you happen to be stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. The good news is you might not, in fact, be stuck. It's time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you think you're stuck in and your options for getting rid of it. Chuck McDowell... The founder of Wesley Financial Group has been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over a decade now, and he's put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of these bad timeshares. He can help you too, perhaps, to get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and what your options are for cancellation, simply call Wesley right now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare-free. The number is 800-462-3333. Again, 800-462-3333. 1-800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. So I'm looking for some reaction as I'm efforting Kelvin Sampson. We'll have that for you momentarily. S.A. Sports Honk, Rome. Robert Kraft is pissed with Belichick's performance this year because he's used to his seasons finishing with a happy ending. Hey-o. Not at all predictable, Ken. This says, here's some good news. DJ must have sent you a forecast with Celsius temps. This is my weather bug app. You're welcome. Glenn in Maryland. Let's see. Yo. I hope you're right. That looks way better. DJ may have gotten that. Yep, yep. DJ, you're getting you're getting a lot of people correcting you. All right, so if what you're saying is true, here's somebody else. Ed Hunt from above 73, Rome. We love you, brother. Check the deets. The temps you were talking were Celsius. It's going to be mid-30s, low-40s Fahrenheit. (laughs) Hell yeah. It is practically Mexico now. Now I'm feeling way better. I took a word for it. I didn't look at it that carefully. That's much better. S.A. Sports honk. If you're getting ready to board a plane to Cancun right now, you're probably not Jim Rome. Actually, I am. Given what my expectations were. So these guys have set me straight, saying, come on, man, wake the hell up. Fahrenheit, yo. You're in the mid-30s and low-40s. Man, that sounds so much better. That sounds so much better than zero. That sounds so much better than minus five. Awesome. Hey, Van Smack. I just heard you mention something about s'mores code. I don't know what it is, but I want in. Can you please provide more information? Regards, Zion National Pork. Tony in Moon Valley. I don't know why that is, but Zion National Pork actually kind of works for me. Did you see... Zion National Pork attempt to get out the word lackadaisical? That didn't go very well. Stuck nut, don't forget to pack your willy warmer. Hey, nut, you should be waiting by your phone. I think you're the first name I gave to my author. Alright, so we've got that. I'm going to continue to effort Kelvin Sampson, very serious man. Serious business, and he's got a good-looking basketball team. They're saying any second now. Something else that I don't really want to get to, but I probably will because I'm offended. How does this sound to you? Nacho cheese-flavored booze. Sounds like the ass, doesn't it? It's a thing. Somebody decided to produce it, and somebody decided to drink it. I do want to get some NFL in. I want to talk about the Vikings, man. Weird team, weird season. How they're getting it done with what they have is amazing. Except when I bet them. And then they never get it done. But the numbers are really mind-blowing. So I want to get to that too. Hey, Half Child family, where are you? What are your thoughts on this? I know this is not a surprise to any of you, but it's still nonetheless a little bit jarring to hear Tom Curran, who is a noted Patriots insider, say... The decisions are been made. What is your reaction to that? As an example, what is your reaction to the report? Who do you want to get that job? And where do you see, quote, Bill the GOAT ending up? Bill the GOAT! And I wonder what he might bring in a trade. Hey, Jim, thank you for discussing Coach Bill at length so no one notices my mediocrity, lack of playoff wins and player behavior. Sincerely, Mike T. We've hit on that too. We've hit on that too. Jesse in Erie. Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach. Bill Belichick was the alleged GOAT. Mike Tomlin had his team 7-4. and four. Bill the GOAT has the worst team in the AFC. Bill the GOAT! But he did beat Mike Tomlin's team. And Tomlin's got a problem now. Not as big a problem as Bill the Goat. Uh, I can almost assure you that Tomlin will still have a job at the end of this year. I can't say the same thing for Bill the Goat. When Tom Brady took off, I don't think that Bob Kraft had any any doubt whatsoever that Belichick would be, maybe not the same, (laughs) but that Belichick would get that record. That he would run down Don Shula and he would do so at the Patriots. Now there's no way in hell that's happening. 15 wins away. 15, years might, or 15 wins might take 15 years. All right, I say that for effect. 15 wins might take five years. Kraft is not putting up with this for five more years. He's not putting up with this for five more games. Years. Nor should years. he. Years.
1: Years. So years.
0: who's going to have coaching openings? And where could this guy end up? L.A. comes to mind. you got to think that Brandon Staley is on very thin ice. Chicago comes to mind. Where would Belichick go? Let me tell you something. As many problems as Pittsburgh has right now, and they have a lot of problems. I have never seen the Steelers look so dysfunctional. I've never seen Mike Tomlin have less control of his team than he has right now. I'm not going to speak to the locker room because I'm not inside there. But I've never seen them look more dysfunctional, and seem to care less. Not the entire team, but he's got key guys that obviously don't give a damn what Mike Tomlin's saying, or they wouldn't be playing the way they're playing or acting the way they're acting. All of that said, the Hood, man, he'd kill to be 7-6 and six right now. Uh, hey, Hood, if you were 7-6 and six right now, we wouldn't have this conversation. Honestly, we would not be having this conversation. If he were 7-6 and six right now, we would not be having this conversation. But he's not. So before you make a joke about, hey, Rome, thanks for spending so much time on Belichick. That way you're not talking about me and my players' behavior. Yeah, Yes, the Steelers have a real problem at 7-6. and six, Belichick would kill to be 7-6 and six right now. Rome Town Buffet Nacho Flavored Beer Sounds Like Breakfast Signed Zion National Porn V in the fee Wore Zion Playing Porn Forward For the New Orleans Belly Cans I didn't say nacho flavored beer VD I said nacho-flavored liquor. Nacho-flavored beer might be worse. Jamie in Green Bay has got some advice, even though I misread the thermometer. Notice I'm not going to run DJ under the bus. If you can get it done, I'll do it right now. Jamie in Green Bay, you might want to get a pre-fat regimen in before you arrive in Wisco for that extra layer of warmth. Start the one-a-day pork chop right now. See, Jamie, that's the problem. I'm trying to cut weight before I go because I know I'm going to gain weight once I arrive. So if I gain weight before I go, where does that lead me on the way back? Zion National Pork. Van Smack National Pork. Exactly. I'll walk through here. At the start of the year, an Alvi will be blasting me with the Van Smack fat alarm. We are joined right now, as promised, by the head basketball coach at Houston. He is in his 10th season there. Previously, the head coach at Montana Tech, Washington State. Oklahoma and Indiana. He is a four-time American Athletic Conference Coach of the Year, including last season. He led Houston to the Final Four in 2021. Last year, he led the Cougs to their fourth straight trip to the Sweet 16. This year, they are undefeated. They're 10 and 0, and they are currently ranked in the AP poll at number four. They take on Texas A&M on Saturday. We are joined by Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin, my friend, what's going on? How you doing? Um. Doing good, uh, Jim. How are you doing, my friend? Kelvin, I'm doing great. It's great to visit with you. Thanks for making time. Let me talk to you really quickly about the way your team has started. You have started the year with 10 straight wins. You've got an average margin of victory of 27. Now, you and I have done this long enough that I know you're always looking for improvement. What are your biggest points of emphasis to your team so far at this stage of the season, even with that great start?
1: Well, you know, we've Traditionally been a pretty good offensive rebounding team, but conversely, we're not a great defensive rebounding team. And you know, we're we're playing the number one offensive rebounding team in the country Saturday against Texas A&M, and that's that's a huge concern of ours being able to keep them off the offensive uh, uh, board So, um, you know, we've got to get better in that area. I think our we need to continue to develop our our bench. Um, Damien Dunn transferred here from uh, Temple, and he's had some really good games. He's had some good moments, but we've got to keep working with Damien to get him more confident and more comfortable. Um, we've got a true freshman in jo- Jojo Tugler, who like all freshmen, you know, he's, he has a roller coaster, uh, effect sometime. He's, he's up and he's down. So I think as we move along, just short, shoring up our defensive rebounding and, um, shoring up our uh, bench because those two things will be key for us as we move into Big 12 play.
0: Appreciate your thoughts on that. Kelvin Sampson joining us. I'm glad you mentioned that because Houston is getting ready for their first season in the Big 12 conference. Kelvin, you know that conference well, going back to your time at Oklahoma. Let's go back to the Big 12 basketball media day when you said attending the conference head coaches meeting was like, quote, being in a dog park it cracked the room up i know where you were going with that but for those who did not hear it what did you mean by that statement
1: <laughs> it was funny I, you know that was uh, well yeah it was one of my stupid off the cuff dumb analogies i use all the time but my my team's always laughing at me because i tend to take everything and use an analogy with it but you know top to bottom um you know, Oklahoma, I think, was picked toward the bottom, and they're a, a top ten team in the country now. They're undefeated. Uh, BYU, people thought would be at the bottom, but th- those guys are German shepherds. There, there, there is no poodles and shih tzu's and little uh, Johnny terriers in the, in the, in uh, this league. They're they're all tough, and the the thing that makes them all tough, number one, is their coaches, and number two, is the fan bases. You know, ev- every every any time you go on the road, that team expects to win at home, and their fan bases rise to the occasion and make it a tough place to play. That's why this is such a great, great, great conference, it is um, uh, the fan bases, the coaching staff, they're all elite.
0: Hey, Kelvin, I like that analogy. That is a dog park, man. That's a badass dog park. That's a tough, tough dog park. I see you working. I know where you're going with that. How eager are your guys – to get into conference play and introduce themselves to everybody else in that conference and let them know what they're all about?
1: Well, I think, I think our kids are uh, really excited. Um, you know, once we get to the NCAA tournament every year, is a chance to you know validate yourself as, as a good team. You know, people tend to judge you by the conference, but you know, when we first got into the American athletic conference, uh, Kevin Ollie in Connecticut were coming off a national championship. Larry Brown had it rolling at SMU. Uh, Memphis is always great because of their fan base and their and there's just a passion for their team. Uh, Penny, um, uh, I think, has one of the best teams in the country this year. But when we played Memphis, it was always a, uh, uh, no pun intended, a dogfight. Um, but once we got to the tournament, we always felt like we were – uh, carrying the American Athletic Conference banner because we knew how tough that league was. As all leagues are tough, especially on the uh, on the road. But now going into the Big Twelve, you know, every, every game you play, um, you, you've got to be on that night because there's not a team that that we feel like we can compete well in this league. But we also know every team we play has a chance to beat you, and I think that's what kids want to do. They want to play. The best teams and the best conferences, and uh, that's what makes uh, being a college basketball player fun, man.
0: Kelvin Sampson joining us. You know, Kelvin, you love your guys. You do. But you coach them hard. You hold them accountable. And it seems to me that's getting tougher and tougher to do in today's age of NIL and the transfer portal. So how do you do it? I mean, have you changed your approach in any way as a result of the changing landscape? Or are you just going to do what you've always done, and it's always made you successful?
1: i I think the relationship building has to has to be um, sincere you know this this morning uh, this morning we had a, a ten o'clock film session with the team but at nine thirty I brought in a kid I thought was struggling a little bit in practice, so we just sat down and i I asked him what his goals were how I can help him what areas did what areas does he need the most help in? How, how can we help him reach his goals? I, I want that kid to know that that I'm here for him. You know, uh, th- these kids don't need me um, as they go through their their career or through their college career, but I need them. You know, I, I'm, I'm here for them. Um, that's what coaches are for. It's not about us. It's not about all the stuff that that tend, that people tend to think about or write about when it comes to coaches, it really is about the uh, players and we take pride in, in building our relationships. You know, I have three former, three of my former uh, players, uh, favorite players ever. Kellen's my favorite player. Of course he is my son, but Hollis Price and Qantas White was a backcourt that went to an elite eight and a final four. They're, they're great young men. They're tremendous husbands and fathers. They've been through what these kids are going through, and that was part of our plan: is to is to make our staff make our staff part of our family. And those kids are, you know, if you go down; everybody on our staff they have a connection to me somewhere along the line. And and what and what that means is is, is a uh, advantage an advantage for our players in terms of building those relationships. But you know, head head coach has to invest in his players. They 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 are they are my life. You know, we all have our faith and our family, things that are most important. But right there with that is is our players and and their success and their able their ability to handle uh, whatever adversity it, it is that they need to know you love them. And I and I do. I tell them, I text them at night. I make sure they know that um, you know uh, we're gonna coach them hard, but nobody cares more about their personal success or their personal gains. Um, and their ability to reach their goals more than our coaching staff.
0: Kelvin Sampson joining us, the head basketball coach at Houston. He is in his 10th season there. They are once again ranked in the top five. They're undefeated. They've got a big one coming up against Texas A&M on Saturday. Kelvin, I appreciate you so much, the friendship you and I have had for years. I know we will do it again this season, but let me thank you for that hit. Good luck this weekend, Kelvin. Always good to get caught up with you.
1: Same here, brother. I appreciate you, Jim.
0: Appreciate you, Kelvin, very much. Kelvin Sampson. Man, I love, love the message. Love how hard he goes. Love that he says, yeah, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to coach you hard. But I love you. What can I do to help you? You mean everything to me. Man, it's it's just amazing. Like, other coaches have talked about it of late, especially, that because the landscape has changed so dramatically, you can't keep pushing guys and coaching guys as hard as you used to because they'll just bounce. They'll go to the portal. NIL changes things, and Kelvin is an old-school guy who really, I'm not saying that he hasn't changed because everybody does, but not his standard. Man, he still coaches hard. He's still relentless. And if you go there and you want to play for him, the benefits are obvious, but you're going to pay that price, and you're going to be held to a standard. I love it. They're top five. He's going up against one of my other guys. Buzz. Buzz Williams. AM and Houston. Good in-state matchup. That place should be jumping this weekend. All right, let's get out. My thanks to Kelvin Sampson. We worked that out. Got him in. Time now for a sports update. Here it is. Here, it is. live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back. Short segment right here because we ran long with Kelvin Sampson because he came late in the segment. It's all good. Clones, not all beef jerky is the same old trappers, original old fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered all come in four ounce bags. That way you can try every single one of them and decide which one is the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper. What is your beef? We will have a beef segment tomorrow. Well, look at this flaming hot take just in. I had teased a Nebraska update, and the Nebraska might pull one of their biggest stars ever and get a big-time start a flip from Georgia. This guy weighed in at Sean O'Connor 77 on the X. Jim, I know you like Nebraska, but the rest of us don't care about them anymore. Ever since they finally got TV in 2015, their good players realized they could go someplace warm for school. Now all they got left are buck-toothed morons, too stupid to leave. Yeah, I don't know. They got one coming in, apparently. Maybe. Maybe. And if they get this one to come in, others will follow. And it will be one of the biggest pulls they've had there in years. And I don't know. I was in Nebraska way back in the day. It's been a minute now. But when I was there, they had TV. Television. It was way before 2015. And nor were they buck-toothed morons. There's a reason why I always speak fondly in Nebraska. I had an amazing experience in Nebraska. Nebraska has been amazing for this program. You think I would spend all this time hyping up, quote, buck-toothed morons? Of course not. Hey, let me ask you, buck-toothed morons. Are you going to take that from Sean O'Connor, 77? Ken's having a day. Hey, Rome, I thought Big 12 Media today was like a dog park because... Everybody was sniffing butts and humping legs. Signed, Pervin Meyer. A
1: BYU people thought would be at the bottom, but those guys are German Shepherds. It is hump day. There there, there is no poodles and shih tzus and little uh, Uh Johnny Carriers in in
0: in, uh, this league. Heads from Bacon said, pretty certain that Alvy almost reached for the dump button during that dog park analogy. Yeah, either that or the... Hump button. Hey. See what I did there? albie has got a hump button. Except he hits it every single night, not just Wednesdays. Hey, 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 oh. Damn, I'm on fire, Alby. I'm the next James in Portland. Hey Jim. Finally somebody, finally a member of the half fam weighs in. I've been wanting to know about the half fam. What is your reaction to Tom Curran's report? Hi, Jim. We got what we wanted out of the hoodie. Thanks and bye-bye. In the meantime, I think that we should get Pete Carroll back because like him with gum in his mouth, the Patriots chomp. Sarah T War woody wearing his Daniel Boone hat over Christmas. Sarah likes Woody. Sarah knows Woody. I've never seen Woody in a raccoon hat. He's probably got one. Why would they hire somebody older than the hood, Sarah? All right, third hour's upcoming. I need you clones to do better than you're doing right now. And what that means is get on the phone, 1-800-636-8686. Get on the X, hit me up at Jim Rome. Just do better. See you next hour.